Today was the fourth and final day that the ex-girlfriend of Jonathan Majors testified uh, in his uh, misdemeanor assault trial there in New York City. Uh, in uh, today, text messages uh, from um, Majors uh, to her were actually admitted from a previous incident. Uh, this here uh, is uh, from, let me pull this up, folks, from the Rolling Stone. And so uh, based upon what was entered into evidence today uh, in court, um, in these text messages, um, he wrote, I fear you have no perspective what could happen if you go to the hospital. They will ask you questions. This is what he texted to uh, Grace Jabari. He also said, and as, I, and as I don't think you actually protect us, it could lead to an investigation even if you do lie and they suspect something. She responded, why would I tell them what's, what really happened when it's clear I want to be with you? I will tell the doctor I bumped my head. I will not go to the doctor if you don't feel safe with me doing so. I'm going to give it one more day, but I can't sleep and I need some stronger pain killers. Over the last four days, she's been under a withering cross-examination by the defense. And he testified earlier, uh, another day, that she actually hit him first, snatching the phone out of uh, his hand. Now, 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 keep in mind, this is a misdemeanor trial that they've taken uh, to uh, a full trial here. It's all started based upon what took place in an incident in uh, a car on March 25th between Majors and the ex-girlfriend. Let's go back to my panel. Uh, I'll start with you, Monique. Sitting here, again, uh, w w watching this, obviously, the prosecution is, is putting uh, their case on. Uh, they had an ex-girlfriend uh, uh, testify in this case right here. They're entering in text from a previous incident uh, trying to lay out this, this sort of this narrative that they're dealing with an absolute monster in Jonathan Majors. Your perspective, uh, go ahead. Uh, you're muted. You're muted. Can you, you hear me now? You, you ain't done this in a while. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I was trying to eat some chicken during the break, actually. Lord. Um, so, so, so I, I just look, heard the, the issue about the text messages. And, um, I, I think what I will say overall is that the prosecution from the beginning of filing the case through the opening statements up until these days of testimony has been trying to cast this defendant as the big, scary, evil black man, um, the, the boogeyman, and hope that there is smear enough to erase the actual facts of the case, the actual timeline of the case, um, the actual facts of how the... Uh, rift between them started. And as you know, Roland, uh, it started with the former girlfriend committing an assault against Mr. Majors because grabbing at someone's property, grabbing at their hand and property, taking it, that is a crime in New York City. And that's why she was arrested. And I, I still don't have an answer yet for why there were the charges were not uh, pressed by the prosecutor's office why there was a declination. Maybe that was part of their agreement with her. I don't know. But in general, uh, the way that the prosecution has handled this says to me that they fear their case is not strong enough on its own and they need to color and taint all things about the defendant, Mr. Majors, in order to be successful. Your assessment, Matt? 
So first, I think Monique is right um, in, in all respects. And I, I thought about this. So what the viewers probably need to know is I don't know how it works in New York, but at least in Texas, and I would imagine a lot of jurisdictions, in domestic violence cases, you can put on evidence that's not germane to the exact issue if you're trying to show the relationship. So in Texas, we would call this 404B evidence where a, a judge would say you can put on evidence of damning text or something else that shows the complexity and the nature of their relationship. Monique is exactly right. This is what prosecutors are trying to do. They're trying to use extraneous stuff to show that he's a big, bad boogeyman. Um, I will say, though, from a defense standpoint, I actually think this can still be leveraged because if the question is her credibility, right, and her willingness to either be dishonest or to lie, then if there are text messages where she's showing that she's willing to engage in that, it at the very least should cause uh, the jury to question whether the version of events as it relates to this discrete issue is really what she said happened or whether they have a reasonable doubt. And while, you know, if I were defending him, I would be concerned about how these texts may look to some extent, I might also think that it could be leveraged because it's very clear that there were assaultive behaviors on her behalf and that it's not as simple as he allegedly assaulted her and it's that it. There's a, there's a lot more to it. So I would think that that's why the defense, you know, subjected her to a withering cross-examination for seven hours. And you got to consider the overall context here is they only need one person on that jury to hang up. One person keeps him, you know, not being found guilty. So one person having a reasonable doubt is enough to keep him convicted. Uh, Michael, your thoughts. Um, you know, Roland, I was reading through this article on people uh, from people.com dealing with this. And um, I've been following the trial a little bit. I remember when these allegations first came out, even before this went to trial. Um, however, this turns out, this this doesn't look good for Jonathan Majors, one and two. Um, you know, it's, it's a shame whether whether he's guilty or not. It's a shame when you have an African-American man who uh, has his career derailed by uh, either actions he did or allegations about what he did and turns out not to be, you know, not to be guilty. So um, we'll see how this turns out. These text messages don't look good. It, it, it gives the impression of some type of cover up or something like that. But we'll, we'll see how this turns out. But you, I saw his trajectory of his career going this way, going up, and then this happens, and then he's going down. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, he was he was about to blow up uh, when uh, when this happened. I mean, the Marvel stuff, uh, other movies with uh, Michael B. Jordan, you name it. And so, um, yeah, obviously he's trying to stay out of jail and trying to salvage his career. So, uh, again, prosecutors putting their case on. Uh, we'll see uh, what happens uh, when court resumes uh, on Monday. Got to go. Hotep, everybody. This is Michael M. Hotep from the African History Network. Our Black Empowerment Friday weekend sale is on right now. We have a fantastic promotion for you. Get our bundle pack of two online history courses that I teach, as well as my 15 lecture downloadable bundle, African History Awakens the African Mind from Mental Death. These are both from me, Michael M. Hotep. They're on sale right now for only $100. That's 76% off. My first online history class is Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa. 
Understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school, Kemet is one of the original names for Egypt. We deal with thousands of years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. I do a PowerPoint presentation. We have book references, articles. There's about 100 articles that we cover in the class, over 200 slides that I put together as well. The, and there are also video clips, including excerpts of interviews I've done with some of our historians and scholars, as well as Renoka Rashidi, Professor James Small, Anthony Browder, Professor Kabahaya Wafa Kamane, and Dr. David M. Hotel. In the second class that I teach, it's called Black Resistance Movements from the Haitian Revolution, the U.S. Civil War, Civil Rights Movement, and Black Power Movement, 1800 to 1968. And we dig in deep and look at history chronologically from 1800 to 1968 and look at what leads to the Civil War taking place. We study the Jim Crow era, the Reconstruction era, 1865 to 1877, World War I, World War II, Civil Rights Movement, Black Power Movement, and the Great Migration, 1915 and 1970 to understand what happened to us after slavery ended, what were the laws and policies put in place to put us where we are today to understand where we need to go from here. I created both of these classes, created the curriculum, chose the content as well. This sale ends Sunday, December 17th, 2023. Visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. You'll see the promotion at the top of the page. As soon as you register, you can start watching the content. You can join us for our next online class live Saturday, December 2nd, 2023, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch all of these classes on demand. And even after the course is over with, you don't lose access. Register right now. Order right now. Visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. This sale ends Sunday, December 17th, 2023. Uh, also, if you'd like to stop for information, you can support the African History Network, dollar sign The AHN Show through Cash App, dollar sign The AHN Show through Cash App, also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash The AHN Show. This helps us keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting, pay some of the bills. All right, we have to get out of here. Remember, right now, it's correct your own behavior. It's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace.